Good morning. I'm doing a circular walk in the indigo. Uh, it's been about an hour for now. Walking off a sneezing, coughing fit I was having yesterday. I think I was caught in the rain on the motorbike the day before. And yeah, I'm going through all these climate changes. So greetings and gratitude for being where you're at and journeying together. I thought I would touch upon this space a little bit as we're about to meet in a Zoom call some days from now. And it's going to be really interesting to come together. It's like meeting each other somehow through mystery and revelation. And what brings us together is this thing, this process, this energy. And we're uncovering it together, which is always one of the most beautiful things. So gratitude to that as well. Um, I'm in a space of randomness and chaos. I came upon a book last week. And interestingly enough, it was just after I talked about it. A book that is from my childhood. It's science fiction or fan fantasy. And I grew up with it. And throughout my growth searches have this huge insight that everything that had initiated us into reality sort of mediates magic and imagination self and the world heart and the earth and somehow we are meant to go back to those rites of passage where there are these artifacts and secret objects that ferry us back into the land of the mythical and the archaic, the tribal. Here in Maya, we don't really have electricity, as you would normally call it. We have a few small solar lamps. And so when your eyes get accustomed to the dark, once again, um, we enter a kind of dream space that is pushed away by modern electricity. It's like we learn to push back to the darkness. But what was consciousness like when we had to acclimatize to the dusk, the twilight, 
and in the dark. We used our ears a lot more than our eyes. And so when we told stories to each other, it's almost like we were initiating ourselves into an imaginary realm that would one day become more and more of a reality. Now this one story process from my childhood that I speak about um, was very central to my time of remembering my inner dance. I don't really want to have to talk about it too much. But it spoke about a pattern, like a pattern in all of us, a pattern in the earth, pattern in the air, pattern in the elements, pattern in our thoughts. In my own life, I've been interested in this for a long time. My birthday is July 7, 76. And when you have 777 seven, seven lined up, stacked up together, something cascades in your mind as to the seven colors in the rainbow, the seven sounds in the scale, seven days of the week, and everywhere else the number seven comes up. And so when I approach inner dance, the pattern is there. Not just the seven, but what comes after the seven, which isn't eight. And what came before seven, which isn't just six. We're held in a reality. In a vibratory reel. And before we're able to move on to the next dimensions of experience and awareness, we would have to undergo a grieving process, a funeral or a sustained letting go. And so we are who we were, we were who we are. And many people are getting a sense of they are who they're becoming. And we're seeking to surround ourselves amidst community that sees us as either of this or that, bound by this, liberated by that. And somehow they're intrinsically both. In her dance, if it does anything, it brings to us a kind of awareness. It's, it's a way of seeing. It could always be called a spiritual modality to bring people into the workshop. It's something we do, something we lay down to, something we experience. But it's a per perception. It's, it's a way of seeing the world. It's a state of consciousness. And that state of consciousness is chaos and paradox. 
whilst in pattern. We learn to speak paradox, we learn to walk paradox. We breathe paradox. And so what does it mean to see the world through the eyes of inner dance? Uh, the sacred geometrical symbol, the vesica, Pisces, is always an entry point, and for some an exit point, probably. For me, it was an entry point. I found it a few months after I had left the building. I had walked away without money extra clothes. Actually, I didn't even have a shirt on. I had a sarong and a pair of slippers. I'd walk away and I was walking, walking, when I chanced upon the Vesica Pisces, which are basically two circles meeting each other, each other's rim or edge, each other's boundary meets the heart of the other forming a curious shape in between. I'm sure you've seen it. It looks like the eye. It looks like the leaf. It looks like the Mayan glyph for zero, the pineal gland. The space babies come out of upon entering the world. And some people in inner dance often share how we re-enter the universe back through that opening. The opening being an exit point, somewhat. Um, in many ways, inner dance is that, that's the pattern. In the other inner dance journey group, a lady named Carolina shares an image of many Vesica Pisces within one Vesica Pisces that looks like a whale. But it's, yeah, it's basically the space in between. And I think so much of our yearning is for that. You sit down with a lot of people and you need to be in an energetic conversation, conservation in the energy conversations um, we seek efficiency, we seek to filter out all of the data passing through in undertones dramatic, motivated, stressful, exhausting, and so we would like to understand like what is, what, what is it that's relevant for me? What is it that's important and valuable for me? And yet, paradoxically, for those undergoing the death of the self, there's a lot of empathy. Maybe it's been there for the longest time. What's important for you, too? That is what's important for me. And so then, what would be valuable for both, that which is the value, not just for both, but 
how would the heart of me, the heart of you, be also the same as the heart of the birds, the heart of the whales, the heart of the soil, the heart of an idea, the heart of a leaf, the heart of a heart, the heart of earth, the heart of ants, the heart of elephants, of Bill Gates, the heart of ants crawling all over the woodwork. Is there a possible meeting point where it's just one heart? Such is the gift of the pattern, I feel. And it's worth the energetic and time commitment to hold it, to value this meeting point, the space in between. We have been journeying somehow to that space for a long time. And we've been trying to put into words what could make reference to that point, the point in the middle. <clears throat> Somehow, everywhere you look, it's the center of the universe. It's an omnicentric cosmos. Everything is the heart of the earth, and it's always in remembrance of that. Like, how can it be spoken to that you are the heart without creating mounds of selfishness and defensiveness? How does it simply get back up again and take that walk with that understanding that one is the heart. So in the paradox of inner dance of granting access ways that one could lose one's mind, one's grasp in one's personal story that isn't holding it as much anymore. And then the gaining of an authentic mind, a true consciousness, an authentic awareness. It, it's that space in between. And philosophy, and this will come up in and then throughout the process, it's the hermetic circle. A tradition that has had other names. Um, it doesn't need to be that expensive word that honors Hermes, the messenger of the gods, that delivers information to those who may, may need it. Mercury, for some. Um, 
It's the moment when an evolutionary leap comes forward from one dimension, one D, to the second tier or level, dimensionality. When suddenly there's a looking at the world that it's become unfamiliar because there's a lack of reference that exists in the previous D, the previous dimension, that would relate laws and frameworks that would allow one to settle into something unfamiliar, something new. The hermeneutic circle is a beautiful articulation of that. And in my own inner dance, it's been always a meeting point between circles. Hermeneutics as a science of interpretation comes about every time a society deems something is valuable, something is important. It could be in scripture, in myth, it could be in religion, but it could be everything else from economics to power structures. Everything we've ever institutionalized is essential foundations for a paradise-making a hermeneutic circle comes about. It's like the alpha and omega. It's like the beginning and the end come into a circle. It's a serpent eating its own tail. It's the question mark and the answer coming to have coffee together, an intimate gathering where they close in the gap, the difference. And, and this is why the space in between would be perpetually the inner dance opening that there must be certain moments when no one tells you what to do, how to be, what to think, what expectations and role playing to have to be played with. It's the dropping of all of that so that whatever could be, could be. Where anything might happen, anything will happen. And inner dance has been that, which is what we value. And so this is what we wonder now. What is the current hermeneutic circle? As we come upon true value 
You know, it's like, what is true wealth? What is true joy? What is true meaning? In the age of social media and other kinds of media, we find that we don't actually have a system of interpreting life. We don't know what it means. And we think meaning was inscribed and we search for validations and answers and the omens. We seek to be told, even as we're being told, we are the authors. We inscribe, we are the scriptwriters. And we make meaning. Just as we're meaning filled. A true hermeneutics normally comes about when one has been exposed to many systems and then what is called a meta-system a way of coming up above and from a bird's eye view to be able to see the many parts as it relates to an image of a gestalt a sense of wholeness a mapping of life, of earth, of consciousness, world, universes. What some people might call it the big picture. What's the big picture? Which is ironically alongside what's the point? Well, is it the point or is it the big picture? Is it the way all the points connect, creating a big picture? But then what is the point? What is the big picture? What is the original point? What is the revelation where all the points have emerged from Genesis and in the Omega? A sense of closure, finality, our addiction to certainty. Like I know, I know it. I know the unknowable. But then what would be a mind and a body that would be able to harness process, perceive that meta, 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 morphic, meta, cognitive, meta, heart, vantage point, where all the systems come together, and it's just one system. So when I bring up the hermeneutic circle, it's the prime paradox. As we give something up, we gain something. And the essence of energy school is to accelerate the death and birth process because it's a long journey, really. 
of ceasing to just become a self, even as the self becomes bigger, and then getting a sense of all the others as a meeting point. In a way, as we're undergoing paradigm shifts, transferring from one paradigm to the next, in a way, inner dance is a paradigm of the paradigm shift, where the actual paradigm is the shift itself. That our middle name is change. Living in a world that likes stasis, stopping, stabilizing, holding, integrating, synthesizing. In my world, the irony is the Chinese word for pie means to stand still, not move, not dance. So I guess this is all I would like to contribute as I check in with you and encourage you to share when the moment arises, urges to you in urgent ways. Um, looking at the part of hearts, what is the part of you that's the part of everyone else that can often only be Describable through the vibratory, the nonverbal, the sound that condenses all the music in simultaneous moments. Looking forward to circles of meaning making in the next journeys. Thank you for meeting. Have a good day.